Welcome to Ressa's Take. I'm so glad you're here. Each week, we will tackle some common challenges that we all often experience in life, and I'll share my take on the topic, along with some of my learnings from my own experiences. This is all about navigating life together and unlocking our best selves one conversation at a time. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the first episode of Ressa's Take. I am really excited to kick off this podcast. It's actually been a long time coming. I first got the idea or the nudge in my heart to start this podcast actually last January um, in 2023. And I'll be honest, I've been dragging my feet just because I'm like, who am I, right? Um, But one thing that I have learned is whenever you have a nudge in your heart to do something and you do it, it always turns out way better than you thought. So even if there is one person listening in to all of these episodes, I'm hoping that this helps you out and that is good enough for me. So thank you all for joining me today. Um, I'm really excited to get this started. I am a multi-passionate person. And when I think about my purpose, I really just want to help people realize their potential and help make the world a better place. And every time I say that out loud, it sounds super lofty and maybe even actually a lot of bit cheesy, um, but that's not what I intend at all. It's genuinely what excites me about life. When I think about my day job, when I think about how I interact with the people around me, it's all about like, how can I lift people up? How can I help people along their journey? Um, And that's just the kind of stuff that gives me energy. So when I was thinking about how to shape this podcast, I had a few different ways that I was thinking about it. But one of the key things for me is I really want it to feel authentic. I want it to feel conversational. I want it to feel informal, if I'm being honest. So if it feels really informal at any time, like this first two minutes probably have, that's intentional. This isn't at all about me trying to show up as some type of expert that's here to help you solve all your problems. It's really about me just talking through some of my own challenges that I've experienced that I believe many others have as well, sharing my learnings, sharing any insights I have, and just hoping it can be helpful for someone else. And hopefully, you know, if this is something that can carry on for several episodes, then I hope I'm able to get some feedback from my listeners to understand what you want to hear, what some of your challenges are, and being able to navigate some of those in future episodes. So for today's topic, we're going to talk about achieving your goals despite your circumstances. I really decided to kick off this podcast with this topic because I feel like it's a way to still cover some things, some of my learnings, but also give you guys some insight into my own background my own, you know, story a little bit, which I think is really important for a podcast because especially a podcast where someone's like out giving tips or something, because you kind of want to know where that's coming from. Um, And I'll share a bit about me in each episode, but I thought it would be good if I spent a little bit more time in this first one, just talking through my upbringing and challenges that I've had there and, um, how I've been able to push past that. And some I haven't fully gotten over, which I will also talk about, but I'm still on that journey and how I've been able to progress through that. So bear with me. I promise in future episodes, I will try not to take so much time talking about myself and my own story. I want to have a balance, but I do think it's important to kind of start there for today. So let's go ahead and get into it. So in terms of my background, I am half Puerto Rican and half black. I was born and raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania. 
Um, currently live in Atlanta now, but born and raised in Allentown, Pennsylvania. My mom and dad had me at a young age. Uh, they were both actually 19 years old. And as you can imagine, like that came with its own challenges. They're still just kind of kids just graduating high school. Um, they were together and then broke up when I was two years old. And I was raised by my mother. My relationship with my dad was a bit estranged, if I'm being honest. Um, he was in and out of my life until I was about seven years old. And then even after that, he just became a lot more distant. And I was just a kid, but somehow it felt like whenever we did talk on the phone or whenever we were together, it, somehow it felt like we were often at odds. We just were on total opposite sides of the spectrum and just could not connect. It was so hard and I can't really put my finger on why. Um, I genuinely just wanted to feel loved by him, but it always felt like there was something between us that was just not letting that happen. And I, I know he had his own like rough upbringing and his own inner challenges that he had to deal with, which again, are just the part of his circumstances, right? Like, um, and him needing to be able to navigate through that. When I reflect on all of that though, like in that experience for me, I honestly had a lot of unforgiveness towards him growing up, which led to additional challenges we had as I became a teenager and us really having almost a decade where we didn't talk to each other from when I was 14, I think, to 24-ish. But that's all behind me now. And if I have time a bit later in this episode or maybe in a future one, I'll talk about how I was able to push through that and reconcile things with my father. Um, but the other challenge that that estrangement meant was I was also estranged from my brothers and sisters. I'm an only child with my mom, but I have half brothers and sisters that live with my dad. I hate to say half brothers and sisters. They're my brothers and sisters, but for purposes of explaining what's happening, they're not my mom's kids, right? Uh, and like that was tough as a kid. And I'm sure I, I would expect that it was probably tough for them as well. Like I grew up feeling like an outsider and that is not at all my brother's and sister's fault. Just like it's not my fault. It's kind of just the product of the circumstances that we all were in. And I'm sure they probably dealt with feeling like maybe I didn't want to be around them, which was absolutely not the case. It's just, it was a very weird time. Um, and I won't get too deep into this side of the story, but if we fast forward to the present, my dad and I are in a much better place now. I love him and that journey was hard, um, but I learned a lot through that journey and I genuinely believe that he did as well. And me and my siblings still connect periodically, though we're all living in like different places around the world right now. I love them dearly and I'm really grateful that we can be connected no matter how big or small that may be at times. So let me pause for a second. That feels like it was real deep for the first part of this episode, but um, I really felt like it was important to go a little deep because that what I just talked through is really foundational to my story, my journey, and some of the challenges that I had struggled with growing up that I still genuinely sometimes have some challenges with today as an adult as well. Um, all right, so if we move past the family situation for a moment... Let me just start by saying my mom is legit superwoman. She had me at 19. She had to find a way to figure out how and where to raise me, especially after her and my dad broke up. And I know I can only imagine that that was like not easy at all. I also remember my mom busting her butt and working really hard to make sure that we pulled ourselves out of that situation and that 
she could give me the best that she could, that she would continue to do the best that she could, which she did. And she is still my superwoman to this day. Um, love her. Shout out to mom. Um, before I go any further, um, I just want to say that I'm not here to try to act like my story is some sob story, that I had it super bad in life. I completely recognize that there are others who have circumstances much worse than mine, and there are others that have circumstances better than mine. Like, we each have our own unique story, and that is what makes us us, and that is what shapes us as human beings. So I just wanted to preface with that. Um because it's honestly one of the fears I had with just being able to share a bit about me. I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to act like I had it terrible. I know that there are a lot of things in my life that I am blessed with. And there's also a lot of challenges that I had as well. Okay. So your girl had a lot of internal issues growing up. Um, I was a complicated girl and I still am. But if I had to kind of think about a few themes that would be barriers between who I was and who I want to be, there are three main challenges that come to mind right away. The first is struggling with identity. And, you know, this largely comes from me being biracial and just struggling with being accepted and struggling with learning to accept myself. The second would be self-esteem. So I was a very insecure girl growing up and I still struggle with insecurity today more often than I probably would like to admit. But I'll talk through a couple of stories in a minute where like the perception of me is so different that people actually thought that I was conceited, which is like so ironic. Um, But those misperceptions of me just confused me even more because I'm like, on what planet? Like I genuinely, I feel ugly. I hate this about myself. I don't like this about myself. And you're telling me, I think I'm better than you. Like it just is a weird time y'all. I will talk through that in just a minute, but it really just added to the low self-esteem that I had. And then the last one is fear of rejection, which for me led to people pleasing and just like a constant fear of abandonment in all of the relationships that I had. And it's still something that nags at me today. Um, so those are like the three big buckets. The first one, let me just pause. I know all three of those are real heavy. Okay. Like I know they're not light, um, but they're mine, right? Like those are my challenges. Those are pretty, you know, big things that I'm dealing with or was dealing with, still deal with, um, to try to continue to push through to make sure I don't stay stuck there and that I can progress to where I want to be able to go. So let's start with the first one with identity. So, This really stems from me growing up um, biracial. I went to schools that were multiracial, had a lot of people from different backgrounds, but in all honesty, everyone kind of stuck with their crew and stayed with people like them. And for me, I just had a really hard time figuring out where I was fitting in. So when I think about growing up, the kids that were Hispanic or of Hispanic background, I didn't really feel like I fit in with them or... um, because I didn't speak the language, number one. So there was a lot of times where I felt left out. And I just, I can't put a word on it, but I just felt like other. It was just interesting. And then when I think about um, growing up, my peers that were black, for for that, I was too light-skinned. And I, I hate to say that out loud, but like that was the challenge I had. Like I had a challenge fitting in with young black girls 
as a kid because they said that I act like I'm better than them, the way that I walk, the way that I talk. And I'm like, it is elementary school, y'all. Like, I mean, I probably wasn't thinking that as a kid, but like at the same time, I'm just like, for me, I'm just being me. And I don't know what I'm doing that's making them feel that way. And it was just like so weird and so hard to like push through that. And I just remember feeling like, I felt like I was put in a box. Like I felt like there were already expectations or thoughts on me and I was kind of put in this box over here and almost like a you can't sit with us kind of thing. And this is just for all my peers, right? Like it's just being mixed just came with those challenges of feeling like you don't fit in one place or the other. And then it's like, so then where do I fit in? And then I don't know if anyone else has experienced this. Um, And I know I can't be the only mixed kid with an identity issue. Like, I'm sure that is not the case. Um, But those were my formative years. And I just had a challenge finding myself, accepting myself. And then on top of that, I was smart, which is a good thing, right? So I was put in gifted classes. And um, these classes at the time, you know, think first through fifth grade, they were filled with predominantly white kids. So my friends were mostly white girls, And the way that I talked, my peers would say that I talk like I want to be white because I guess I was adapting to my environment. Y'all, I don't know. I don't know. This was too much stress for me. It was like, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Like, what do I do? Right. So I did not know who I was. Like, I felt like I couldn't fit in. I felt like I forced fit fit in with my peers that couldn't relate to my experience because they're white and they just don't have the same experience as me. Not a fault of theirs, right? Again, it's just a part of our circumstances. Um, so it was just really, it was like an odd time. So anyway, um, these were formative years for me and I just had a challenge of finding myself and accepting myself because from what I experienced, it felt like who I was wasn't enough or just was wrong. Like it wasn't right. And then it takes me back to how I felt with, the situation with my dad, you know, it just, again, it felt like wasn't enough there. And so all of that just continues to pile on each other. And like your girl was lost. Like if I am being completely honest, like I was lost. I probably had so many personalities and so many fake accents growing up. Like I'm just keeping it real. Like I, I had such a hard time finding who I am because all I wanted to do was fit in. So I found myself like conforming and just all of that. Um, and it's really because being me just didn't feel like enough. Like it felt like I thought I was just being myself, but clearly that's wrong. So let me try this, which just created a whole swirl, right? Because now it's like, who even is she? Like, who am I? Um, big question of the day. So anyway, let's go to challenge number two, self-esteem. So if we take that identity issue and then we pile on this self-esteem issue, like you can see how it just stacks up and, you know, when I was growing up, I was extremely insecure, like to the point where it was kind of pathetic. I thought I was so ugly. I hated my body. I didn't like my facial features. I hated my voice. I just didn't know what to do with my natural hair. Like I just did not, I couldn't accept myself like at all. And the irony in this is Growing up, everything I heard from everyone around me is like, you think you're better than me, you're conceited, you're this, you're that. And I don't, if I reflect, I don't know what I was doing in those moments that made people feel that way. 
because it wasn't intentional. It's not like I was trying to come off like I'm better than other people. So I, I genuinely don't know what I did. But what I remember is how hurt and confused I felt when I did not like myself. And everyone is telling me that I think I'm better than them, that I'm conceited. And those are the reasons they don't want to be friends with me as a kid. Or And I'm just at a loss at that point because I'm just like, on what planet? Like, how? You know, like, what can I do to fix this for myself? And it just, it really contributed to the self-esteem challenges that I already had and made it a lot worse, quite honestly. Um, But I think one thing I would just say to everyone is just like, be careful with your assumptions. Like, I know it's probably hard, like, as a kid, right? Like, they're kids. But as adults now, like, just be careful with your assumptions of people because you don't know their story and you don't know what they're going through. and You don't know how your assumptions can actually make their situation a whole lot worse. So just be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Uh, Okay, so let me get back on track. So I one example that I will say of this is I distinctly remember, I wish it wasn't as fresh in my memory as it is. I distinctly remember this time in first grade. um, We were playing uh, Follow the Leader and we were on the playground and I happened to be towards the front of the line that they created, right? So naturally I became the leader. And the girl behind me, I forget how long we were walking. We like got up onto this like perch and we were like walking across it. And I don't know how long it was. This girl grabbed my hoodie from the back and pulled it so tight and started literally choking me. Hand on heart, this happened. You could ask my mom, like this actually happened. So. She starts choking me and the school aide comes over. They break it up. I literally had a ring around my neck from the hood. And you know why she did it? What she said? Because she said I was trying to be the leader because I think I'm better than them. I was a quiet kid, super shy. And I, anyone that knows me personally knows that like, if I was acting up, I would admit if I was acting up, like I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong, hindsight, like, you know what? That was my bad. I was not doing anything in this scenario. I was literally, I was just a kid. I was just, I was at the front of the line. I was doing what the leader's supposed to do and follow the leader. But like, I I don't know where that came from. And if I'm quite honest, that moment jacked me up, right? Like it was a girl from a group that I actually wanted to try to be friends with. You know, I really just wanted to kind of get into that group. And then this happens. Um, I was so confused. What people say I am is so far from reality sometimes. And I just had no idea how to fix that. Just imagine that. I'm like six years old, okay? I don't know what's happening to me right now. And I had so many random situations like that growing up. Not not as violent, thank God. Um, but just the misperceptions of me that snowballed into bigger things. I'll share one more story, self-esteem related, before I go to the last topic. And then we kind of talk through some ways to navigate this. When I got into high school, something switched in me. Like I finally was like, I'm tired of feeling weak. I'm tired of feeling misunderstood. So I'm just going to jump right in with some fake confidence. Like it was not real confidence, y'all. But like, I'm just like, let me just act like who I wish I was. Right. Um, And that kind of helped me a little bit. But inside, I was still kind of not not right. Uh, I'll share one more story on self-esteem. This one is from high school. In high school, I tried my best to just 
push through and try to show up with some fake confidence and just show up how I felt I should, even if I didn't really feel it. Um, so when I would, you know, be vulnerable around friends or whatever and say, you know, that I didn't feel pretty or that I, you know, expressing any of my insecurities, it was kind of like, girl, shut up. Like, everybody knows you're pretty. These boys like you. You get all the compliments. Like, shut up, right? Like, it was just so dismissed, which was like not what I wanted or needed in that moment. But it was kind of like one of those things where because of that, when I would say it, people actually thought I was lying and I was just expressing these things to get more attention. So it was another situation of like, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, and just not feeling heard. Now, I don't want to turn any listeners off, right? Like, I honestly was even hesitant to share some of the story because I didn't want it to be received as like, is she really complaining that people called her pretty? Like, you know what I mean? Like that. So hopefully it's not coming across like that at all. Um, What I hope to convey is that there is more than meets the eye. Your assumptions can actually really hurt others when you don't know what they're going through. So back to my story from high school, because I didn't even get there yet. There was this one girl who will remain nameless that had liked a guy that I was also interested in and he had also been interested in me. You know, it happens. But this girl really took this to heart. Like she started spreading rumors about me, you know, surprise, it's high school, whatever. She used to act like she wanted to fight me even though she would never show. And she would just create problems because she was just mad that like I was getting the attention of this guy. This girl, let me tell y'all this. So she was so mad that he liked me and not her. She tried to get me fired from my job. I worked at Chuck E. Cheese when I was 16, okay? I was a hostess. I did like the birthday parties with a little dance with Chucky behind you. And she tried to get me fired from my job. She was, she happened to be there for a birthday party with her family. I don't know whose kid's birthday it was. And I told my manager, I cannot do that birthday party. Like, this is the one time I will tell you, like, I will do anything else. I was a really good worker. I've always had good work ethic, but I was like, you're going to have to get somebody else to do that. Get somebody else to do it. Okay. So he got another hostess to do that party. And I genuinely think she just wanted me to wait on her. Like, I don't know what the situation was, but she ended up telling my manager that I've been harassing her. Like, girl, get over yourself. But she ended up telling my manager that I was harassing her. He pulled me into the office. He's like, what's going on? Because I had already told him I didn't want to do the party. So now he thinks like I'm up to something, right? Let me tell you something. Do not play with my money. Like, don't play with my money. I'm like, I get fired from this job. It is on tomorrow when we go to school, right? But thankfully, I had a good manager. He knew my character well enough to know the things she was saying just did not make sense. So anyway, then she also, it does not end there. There's more. Um, then she tells her mom some like BS story about how I was harassing her. This girl's so crazy. She literally was harassing me, but telling everybody I'm harassing her. So anyway, she told her mom some BS story about me harassing her. Her mom, hand on heart again, literally follows me home from school one day while I'm walking home. I was walking by myself. She follows me home, pulls over, gets out the car. We can see where some of this craziness comes from, right? A little bit extra here. Um, Gets out the car and tells me to stop harassing her daughter, leave her daughter alone, et cetera. And I'm like, ma'am, your daughter will literally not let me go. Like, I don't even know what she told you, but it's wrong. Just flip it. Like, so anyway, my reality and the reality everyone else around me lived in and created stories about me was so different. It was so draining. I felt like I could not win. And 
it just piled on to this identity issue. Like I felt like I didn't know how to act or what to do because I feel like I'm always upsetting someone or someone's always mad at me or someone's always thinking I'm this or I'm that. Um, And that was just really challenging for me. The last challenge that I'll talk through is my fear of rejection, which when you think about everything that I just shared and the, the challenges that I talked through, which there's many more that I can't talk through today, I just felt like I was always struggling with like not being enough or somehow missing the mark or somehow not meeting people's expectations. And that just made me set a bar even higher because I'm like, okay, if this isn't enough, then I have to be up here, right? And the other thing that it had is it led to like people pleasing. So I ended up compromising on things I shouldn't have, saying yes to things I should have said no to, staying friends with people that were toxic and not right for me that I probably should have cut off way long ago, seeking attention from men that like did not deserve my attention at all, but I just could not accept that I was being rejected. And it's just, I love hard. And I want that to be reciprocated to me. And when it's not reciprocated, I don't understand why. And then I just keep trying. And I just keep trying because I just want that, right? Regardless of who it's from, right? It's just when there's someone I want attention from or some, I get hyper fixated on that. And then when I feel rejected by it, it breaks me. But one of the things that I'm learning or I have learned is like, I have to love me more. So yes, I love heart and there's nothing wrong with that. But once it gets to a point where that is now causing you to have to compromise who you are, have to bend and break in areas you normally wouldn't want to, but you feel you have to do it for that person, that's where you have to draw the line. So that's a journey that I have and continue to be on if I'm being honest. It's a process, but I'm getting there. Okay, talking about myself is something that I never like to do, um, but I guess I'll need to get used to it for this podcast. That was a lot. I shared a lot today. It was a bit all over the place, but I thought it was important to share a bit about me for this episode. So now when we look at these three challenges that I outlined, if you think about how that can manifest untreated or undealt with, right? Is I don't know if undealt with is a word, but... Um, It can actually be like genuinely disastrous if you think of the toll that not addressing low self-esteem, challenges with identity, and fear of rejection can actually do. Battling feelings of not being enough could have made me reclusive, Um, but I have made deliberate choices and actions in my life to push past these things and grow from it, grow through it. And I truly believe that those principles that I've set in my life, no matter how hard they are to put into practice, have really helped me. Like when I reflect on where I am now and where I could have been, if I gave into those feelings, right, let's just kind of take a look at what that could have looked like. I currently have a job that I love that I genuinely feel fulfilled by. It challenges me while also giving me a chance to live out my passion and my purpose every day. In all honesty, I did not feel qualified for this job. So my background is in human resources. I had been an HR business partner for all of my career up until the role that I'm in now. And I remember when this role was posted and it just felt like a long shot. Like it just felt like this job seems really cool to be able to like lead talent innovation on a global scale and be creative, try new things, experiment. Like it just felt fun, but I hadn't ever done anything like this before. And like, part of me was like, don't even try, right? Like whatever. 
But I got that nudge to just give it a shot. I applied, I went through the interview process and I got the job. Now imagine if I wouldn't have. Like imagine if I would have been so afraid of rejection and didn't even bother to apply. The job that I'm in now has literally like accelerated my career. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. I would have missed out on all of that if I didn't try. So pushing through is really, and and not giving in to the feeling, not staying there is so critically important. Another example, like I have the most amazing friend group, like my girlfriends, it is a small circle, but they are some of the most inspirational women that I have in my life. And I'm so grateful for them. Um, And I feel truly blessed to have them a part of my life. If I reflect on what could have happened, I could have stayed in some toxic friendships that I had before this that just were not good for me out of the fear of someone not accepting me again. Like, you know, I talked through how hard it was to get anyone to really just accept me for me and just be my friend, which sounds so sad when I say it out loud. But um, I had some friendships before that I had to let go because it was not good for me. And I had a period of time where I just didn't really lean into any friendships after that. And thankfully, I allowed myself to open up to trust again. And the girlfriends I have now are like, they're my sisters. Like, I absolutely love them. But I could have missed out on that if I would have stayed stuck on the past. So reflecting on all of this, let me wrap up this episode with some recipes R-E-S-S-A-P-E-S. Yes, there's a play on words here. Um, There's just a couple of things I'd like to talk through. So just like any recipe though, this is what worked for me. It's a starting place, but make it your own based on what works for you. These are just my thoughts. If I reflect on four key points of what really helped me, the first one is making peace with your past, which is hard, right? Like There's some of you, I'm sure, that have gone through some really tough things, some really hard things that require maybe even therapy to be able to get through. But it's so important for us to push through our past. What happened to you, whatever that may be, not your fault. How you choose to grow from that, that is where your choice lies. And if you choose to stay there, and continue to live in the hurt and swim in the hurt and not push through and hold grudges and all of that, it's only impacting you. It's impacting your growth. It's impacting you being able to kind of push through that and move on to something bigger, better, and let go of that burden. Um, It's so important to be able to make peace with your past. You don't have to like it. You don't have to say it was okay, Um, which kind of goes to my next point, which is let go of the hurt and forgive for your own sake. Building on my the point I just made, there are a lot of things that may have happened to you, situations with people that you sh- you trusted, you loved that should have should have reciprocated that to you and they let you down. And maybe someone betrayed you, maybe who knows what your circumstances are, but it's so important to just forgive. Forgive does not say that that is okay with what they did. It doesn't excuse it, but what it does is it frees you from that moment. When you stay in forgiveness, you stay in that moment and you will ruminate and continue to 
um, have those feelings of feeling like, you know, that anger, which can take your energy, which can inhibit you from being able to think clearly. Like there's so many downstream impacts to be able to grow through your circumstances. You have to do yourself a favor and forgive. It doesn't excuse it for that person. This is about doing it for your own sake. So you can continue to grow through it. Don't be afraid to try. Rejection is not failure. It's redirection. So, you know, I'm preaching to myself here, okay? Because I have had several instances through my life where this has worked out well for me, but it still is something that I have a challenge with. I have an irrational fear of failure, which may be an episode later on. Um, But what I have learned is you just have to try. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. But what if you don't try? And you'll never know if it would have worked out. You'll never know where your life could have gone. You'll never know what you who you could have connected with or what you could have learned. So just give it a shot. Do yourself that favor and try. And then the last one is do the hard work and confront your insecurities. Embrace who you are. Learn to love you. Because if you don't, you're making things a lot harder for yourself. But also like you deserve that, right? Like if you don't like you, why should anybody else like you? You know, so just we have to figure out how we can stop caring so much about someone else's opinion more than our own. And when you can do that inner work to really get comfortable with yourself, which I am not like some type of expert in, okay? Like I am still doing the inner work myself, okay? But by being along that journey, I am being able to see where, you know, I'm no longer compromising. I'm valuing myself at a different level than I have in the past. And like, you deserve that. So do the hard work, confront your insecurities. It'll be, you know, peaks and valleys through that, but that will really help you as you are growing through the circumstances of your life. If they're, you know, if, if that is something that you have a challenge with, but that was one of the things that I learned based on my own challenges. Thank you so much for your time today. I know I talked a lot. I spent most of the time on my story. Again, it was really just to kind of give some background on me. It won't be the case like that in all of the episodes moving forward, but hopefully it gives you a little peek into my crazy and a little bit of insight in just, you know, where I'm coming from and the things that I'm navigating And hopefully it's helpful to someone. Like even if there's just one thing that resonated with you, that means a lot to me, even if it's just to one person. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you next week for our next episode and more to come on what that topic will be. Thank you again and God bless. And that's a wrap. Another candid chat among friends. If today's episode resonated with you, hit that follow button, share the episode with your friends and leave a review. I would love to hear what resonated most and love to hear any of the thoughts that you have on the episode. Hope to see you soon. And don't forget to drop your questions or insights on our Instagram at Ressa's Take.